Hey everybody, before we get into the show, I wanted to let you know we've got another live show coming up. We will be back at Maya Cinemas on Thursday, May 23rd for Furiosa, the latest in the Mad Max series. We are so excited for this one. Joining me to talk about it, we've got Sam Novak, Shahab Zargari, and Tony Gonzalez. A great lineup. It's going to be an awesome movie. We are so excited to talk about it. So make sure to check the show notes. There are opportunities to win tickets. You could also buy tickets. And we hope to see you there Thursday, May 23rd, 6 p.m. at Maya Cinemas for Furiosa. Alright, welcome to another episode of Piecing It Together, the podcast where we take a look at a new movie and try to figure out what movies inspired it. And today on the show, it is the beginning of a new month, and it is time for another of our monthly trailer roundups. Joining me, as always, is comedian Jason Harris from Awesome Movie Year. We take our puzzle pieces format that we usually do here on piecing it together and apply just a couple of pieces to trailers for a bunch of movies coming out this coming month just to kind of get an idea of what's coming and kind of guess where these movies are going to go based on their trailers and i think we're talking about 10 movies this month it's a lot of movies there's so many movies coming out it's a big month uh but we also get into a few of the other things that are coming and we talk about what we actually got a chance to see from last month and lots more so that is coming up here in a second before we get to it i do want to remind you as always to make sure you're subscribed to piecing it together wherever you listen to podcasts and if you like what we do here on the show make sure to drop that five star rating and a review would be very nice of you you could also uh uh, follow us on social media at Piecing Pod. Join our Facebook group, Popcorn and Puzzle Pieces. And don't forget about our Produced by David Rosen Patreon, where I post bonus content from Piecing It Together and Awesome Movie Year, Jason's podcast, as well as from my music career. There's a lot of great stuff on there already. I've got a lot more going on there very soon i actually just posted our uncharted episode which will eventually hit the main piecing it together feed uh once the film hits vod but uh, until then you can get it early over on the patreon along with a lot of other great stuff so that's patreon.com slash by david rosen so with that said let's talk about some trailers all right it's another month Jason Harris is with us to talk movie trailers again. Jason, how's it going? Dave, it's pretty good today because these trailers, unlike the last two months, don't make me want to gouge my eyes out. Except one definitely did. But for the most part, I'm pretty excited about this month. One out of ten-ish? What, what did we do? Ten, I think? Uh, that, that's pretty good. That's right. a good average. Some, um, summer movie yeah. season is apparently here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. there's some good-looking stuff. I'm, I'm excited. We are still in that weird, like just before the Oscars phase where some of the movies that were part of the 2021 conversation are still kind of trickling out. And then of course we also had more delays. So there's movies from previous months that we thought we'd already have that are now finally coming out. So there's still some weirdness, but definitely there's, there's a lot of good ones to look forward to. Uh, Before we start talking though about the March movies, let's do like we always do and catch up on uh, what we talked about last month. In February, we started it off with Moonfall from Roland Emmerich, which I did do an episode of here on Piecing It Together. Did you ever get to watch it? No, I watched, by mistake, another preview for it today because we're talking about Moonshot later in this one. And and this preview actually looked coherent and good, which I believe is the opposite of not only the first preview, but also the movie itself. There you go. Absolutely. Well, it, it was. Uh, it had its moments, but it wasn't great. But uh, I, I had some fun with it. I always have some fun with over-the-top disaster movies. Uh, but people could check that episode out. Next up is Kimmy, Steven Soderbergh. Uh, I'm pretty sure you watch it. I still have not gotten to it. It's definitely on my watch list. You know? I kind of uh, haven't watched it either. It slipped through the cracks. Really? I got to watch it. I love wow. Soderbergh. That's on me, Dave. Everyone loves this one, too. What am I, an idiot? Yeah. Am I an idiot, You're Dave? Stupid. 
I think you might Thank be. You. I don't you know. You can tell me the truth. How did I not watch this? Yeah, it's crazy. Just crazy talk. Uh, Blacklight, which I didn't really plan on seeing. I think you did, but I think maybe Josh talked you out of it. Is that true? Is that the Liam Neeson one? That's the Liam Neeson I wasn't going to yeah. go to the theater for that. We, I would like to watch that because, you know, we like Liam Neeson action movies, but I'm not going to pay the money to see that one. It doesn't look like a good one. Yeah. Next up is Death on the Nile, which got pretty much critically torn apart, but at the same time, I kind of still want to see. I didn't see it yet. I don't know. It could be fun. Eh, I'm diminishing return on investments, right? Or whatever. I don't think yeah. we need it, so move on. Yeah, probably. Uh, next up is Marry Me, which we did do a Piecing It Together episode on. I wasn't really planning on watching it after we totally trashed it last month, but... Uh, it had its moments. It wasn't all bad. It wasn't great. It wasn't even really good necessarily, but uh, it was. It wasn't the worst thing in the world. Moving on. <laughs> Moving right along. Uh, I want you back. Was great. Uh, we were a little on the fence on that one. I was totally surprised by it. It was really, really funny, really sweet. The two leads that we thought were, you know, going to be the best part, they really, truly were great. Uh, we did not do an episode. Did you end up watching this? Well, Dave, I'm still single, and I felt like this would be one I should watch with a girlfriend. So if there are any mm. females out there listening that want to cuddle and watch a movie, <laughs> hit up your boy, and I'll watch it. And then we can talk about it on a future episode. Yeah, yeah. All right, that, I, piecing it together, we're making matches happen. I like it. I hope so. I mean, we did the Love Actually episode, and Gina was going to supposedly hook me up with her friends who may or may not appreciate yeah. a Jersey accent. And you know, that still hasn't happened. So yeah. speaking of love, we'll diminishing returns. <laughs> not sure how that works, but uh, next, next up is dog, which strangely enough, I think my parents might be going to see today without me. I don't think they've gone to a movie together without me in like a decade or more. And this is the one I, they chose. Honey, one, I'm closing yeah. up Rick's Rex Records today. Uh, no, don't call Dave. This is just for me and you, baby. We're going to see Dog. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what to make of this movie still, but uh, I don't know. Maybe I'll watch it one day. Uh, next up is Uncharted, which we recorded an episode on already. It hasn't come out yet. I'm going to hold that one for the VOD release. But, uh, did you see Uncharted, Jason? You know, again, Dave, this thing's been numbered one the last two weeks. I knew it would make money overseas. I didn't realize it would be so popular here. It just looked like a pile of garbage. And, yeah. uh, is it, Dave? You saw it. It's not great. Um, I, you know, as a fan of the game, there were some, like, moments that kind of, you know, appealed to me because it was, you know, the big screen blockbusterification of those game scenes. But otherwise, it's not very good. And it's crazy. People just love Tom Holland. They're going to show up to the theater for Tom Holland, I guess. I guess so, Dave. Yeah. Well, we already know we're getting sequels. I haven't specifically announced it, but they called it a franchise. So uh, we'll probably be getting sequels soon. Uh, next up, we talked about the outfit, which was delayed, but is coming, uh, I believe at the end of this month, at the end of March now, but we were both excited for that. Yeah, that one looked good. Uh, and then studio six, 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 which I'm probably going to go see in the next day or two. Uh, but I haven't gotten a chance to see yet. Did you see it? Is it on Amazon yet? Yeah, surprisingly, this like weird niche horror comedy is a theaters only 2000 screens release. Oh. Well, it, it's tell me, absolutely bizarre. Tell me when it's on Amazon. I'll watch it. Yeah, I'll let you know. We also kind of like glossed over Jackass Forever. We didn't do like a whole Ooh. thing on it, but we just mentioned that it was coming out. I so. watched that one. So I now yeah, I don't did. feel like a piece of crap because I actually saw a movie right. discussed. Um, nice. And I sat there. I had a drink. I had my popcorn and I laughed my ass off and cringed oh, and yeah. turned my head away for 96 minutes. There were penises, there were balls, there were injuries, mm -hmm. there was poop, mm -hmm. there was vomit, mm -hmm. there was more injuries. Mm -hmm. It's everything I wanted from a jackass movie. I'm not a big poop guy. I don't need to see the poop. But, uh, yeah. you know, otherwise, big, big fan of this film. I enjoy all the jackasses. Yeah, I, I, I think it's... Uh... 
I, I don't know if it's it's sad to say this or or it is what it is, but I think it's maybe my favorite movie of the year so far. I, mean, I think you <laughs> might be right. I, I yeah. mean, you know. Yeah. All right, so let's move on to some March movies and kicking it off with uh, a A24 film that's also going to be debuting at the same time on Showtime uh, as it hits theaters on March 4th. It was a big one at Sundance this year. Uh, it's called After Yang. It's set in the near future uh, with a family whose android malfunctions, and the father is trying to find a way to repair it, and it seems to be really weird and uh, very unique. Uh, it's directed by Koganada, um, who did Columbus, which I have not seen. It stars Colin Farrell, Haley Lou Richardson, Jody Turner-Smith, Justin H. Min. Um, looks really interesting. What do you think about this one? So I have seen Columbus. It is great. Yeah. Highly recommend it. It's a very... Uh, do you know about that movie? I know the story, basically. But... Yeah, it's basically John Cho. I forget who the female co-star was. And they basically walk around campus talking about architecture. And you're like, mm-hmm. who is this movie for? But yeah. it's really good. So I'm excited. I mean, dude, A24 is having... This is their month, it looks like. You know, we know... Yeah. You know, you're beyond a... A fanboy, you're a you're a A24 jizz bucket is what you are. So there you go. That's, that's what they what call, they call those. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there's there's merch you can get where it says A24 jizz yeah. bucket. So sure. anyway, um yeah. Koganada, I I'm interested. This dude's pretty cool, man. And um this looks this looks great. I'm very excited and I'll watch it on showtime. I won't go to the theater for it. I'm sure. I'm sure. So what do you got for pieces on this? One? All right. Well, obviously, you know, there's an AI um, that develops if they're not, maybe they've developed feelings for the AI instead of the AI developing feelings for her. We've talked about her recently. I was going to go back to AI, the Haley Joel Osment, uh, Steven Spielberg movie that was originally supposed to be Kubrick, which I didn't like. But two other ones I'll mention were Robot and Frank, which is a great indie. Did you ever see that? I never saw Robot and Frank. Yeah, that looked good. It's awesome. Basically, Frank Langella gets a robot to help him, and then he decides that he's going to get the robot to help him, like, rob places. Yeah. So, very fun. And then, you know, look, this is Alex Garland world, right? We always think sure. of Alex Garland, So, which I picked uh, Ex Machina, again, where the robots, the AI wants to have uh you know kind of freedom um in that one so i i wanted uh i went there you know that's where i went absolutely i went to those places that's where i went Uh, those are good places uh so good in fact that uh they include three of my picks as well Uh, i i did not think of robot and frank but her ex machina and ai were all my picks as well for the same reasons you're saying i mean this definitely feels in that that kind of realm. And I actually really liked AI. I mean, it's, it's a weird movie. Um, I, I haven't seen it in a while and I'm not sure how much it would, uh, hold up, especially with its ideas of, of the future coming from a pre kind of, you know, as established as the internet is nowadays versus back then. But I kind of want to revisit it before I watch this movie. I think you should. Yeah. So next up is turning red, uh, which will be on Disney plus, on March 11th, it's Pixar's latest, uh, about a 13-year-old girl who, when she gets too excited or upset, she turns into a giant red panda. Um, I think it looks like a lot of fun. What do you yeah, think this, this was fun. This was a fun little uh, preview here. Now, is this not going to theaters? They're just going right to Disney uh, Plus, huh? Unfortunately not, yeah. Pixar and Disney have like kind of... They kind of pick and choose what they're going to uh, well, put directly I mean, to streaming. On the flip yeah. side, Encanto was in theaters and seemed to be have a much larger uh, audience on streaming, you know? Yeah. So yeah. It, it it's hard to say, like, what their strategy is exactly of what they're going to make streaming and not. But, yeah, this will be direct to streaming first. Well, I went with other animated movies, including Encanto, where the family... Because at one point, they, you know, the mom says, our family has this long you know, history where, you know, this wild X trait comes out of us, right? And that's mm. very much in Canto where it's like they all have one magical power, blah, blah, blah. Uh, obviously Shrek, because Fiona uh, during the day is a beautiful princess and at night she's a horrible monster, which is the right message to send kids. Yes. Don't date anyone who is not physically attractive, kids. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And then, of course, the Hulk, you know, because sure. of this one, when she turns red, 
Hulk smash, you don't you won't like me when I'm angry. Yes, absolutely. I had the Hulk on my list as well. Also had uh, Teen Wolf, you know, set in school and changing emotions and all that stuff yeah. and turning into a monster. I also had A Monster Calls, which was a real tearjerker with Liam Neeson as a giant tree that kind of helps this kid who's going through his parents' death and all of those emotions. So I don't know that movie. That's a good movie. Uh, yeah. It was really good. A, a little uh, manipulative, you know, that kind of thing. But uh, it's it's very good, though. I have a very um, special set of leaves and branches. <laughs> there you go. If you don't give me back the boy, I will use my leaves and branches for him. <laughs> Moving on to Gold, which comes out limited release on March 11th. Uh, I could not find a, a wide date for this one, but uh, it's got Zac Efron as a guy who's searching for gold out in the middle of nowhere in a desert, and he finds it, but it's too big to take it with him, and he's... You know, his greed makes him stay with the gold and starts hallucinating, I guess, uh, as he's stuck in the middle of nowhere like that. Yeah, I don't know. It does look good. I like these type of movies where it's man versus nature type thing, Mm -hmm. you know. One of the four conflicts you learn about in in class when you're reading and writing. Do you remember the others, Dave? Man versus nature? Man versus himself, maybe? Yeah. Uh, Oh, okay. Man versus... uh... God? I don't know. Man? Man versus man? Man versus man. Versus that makes another sense. another man? And I don't remember the fourth one. Maybe those were the <laughs> okay, three. Okay, good. Maybe it's did, God. Yeah, who knows? Uh, or in this case, gold. <laughs> gold. There you go. Um, hey, Dave, you know I like these where it's like stark and desolate. Um, and I picked a really good one to recommend that, uh, that kind of reminds me of this in its own way. Have you ever seen Arctic with my guy Mads Mikkelsen? No, you've talked about this movie before, and I have not seen it yet. Yeah, I had a few on my list, you know, but um, that could have been. But I really like that he crashes into the Arctic, and it's basically just him in this huge wild landscape. I mean, Castaway is another one you could make. Uh, so then the, um, you know, it felt like the greed element of There Will Be Blood, where there's going to be comeuppance. And lastly, the last Gold Rush movie I could think of, a little underrated, the Tom Waits segment of uh, The Ballad of Buster Scruggs, which I really like that movie. Oh, that's actually, yeah, that's a really good one there. That Ballad of Buster Scruggs, that that whole Tom Waits segment is perfect. Um, I also thought of, uh, you brought up There Will Be Blood. I thought of No Country for Old Men, you know, finding some kind of treasure that leads to a person's downfall. I thought of 127 Hours, uh, the Danny Boyle movie. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that guy's actually stuck, literally stuck in the desert, but, um, you know, here he just absolutely won't leave. And then I also thought of The Rover just because of, like, the style of it all, which uh, is, I believe, set in, like, the Australian outback, but it just kind of has that that kind of bleak look to it. And then the last thing, I've never actually seen this, but when I was uh, initially looking it up, I was trying to remember a movie. I never figured out what it was, a movie where somebody was uh, stuck in the desert. But I, I found this movie Greed from 1924, which I've never seen, but it just sounds so perfectly about the same exact kind of thing, about a, a person who goes crazy after like getting stuck in the desert because of his greed and so mm. it just seems like perfect perfectly lines up with the theme i think i gotta watch the rover i've never watched that movie oh the rover is really good You'd okay like it. and then dave do we know much about the director of gold no good question it's anthony hayes so dave it looks like this guy anthony hayes has only made one other feature film and it was from Ten years ago, called Ten Empty. I don't know that. He's got a couple of things upcoming. It looks like he's an actor in 90 things on IMDb. So, hmm. oh, and he's in the rover. How about that? Oh, in your face, Dave. There you in go. In your face. All right. Let's move on to Deep Water, hitting Hulu after many, many delays on March 18th. Why were there uh, so many delays? I, You know what? I don't know. I think part of it was the whole, like, literally the tabloid stuff. Uh, with Anna de Armas and Ben Affleck and their high-profile breakup and everything. Like, I seriously really? think that they didn't want to release it because they, they weren't available for press tours and stuff like that. I could wow. be wrong about that. That's so weird. But, um, but yeah, this teaser doesn't really give much away as far as the plot or anything. You kind of got to read up on the synopsis to find out that uh, it's about a well-to-do husband who allows his wife to have affairs in order to avoid a divorce. And then he becomes a prime suspect in the disappearance of her lovers. 
It's a sexy thriller, Jason. Yeah, and I mean, it's made by the master of sexy thrillers, Adrian Lin. I was really excited yes. to see that. And honestly, the teaser was dope. I wouldn't have oh, even yeah. watched the. I wouldn't have even looked up the um, synopsis if we hadn't had to kind of know about it for this podcast. <laughs> sure. I was happy to go in just like with just that teaser. But yeah, I mean, it, it, I'm excited for this one. Uh, there's this whole thing at the end of it where they say, "I uh, there's there's things you don't know about me where there's things you don't know about me. And it, it leads to a, apparently a great darkness. So I thought of the whole element of Shutter Island where Leo could never have known about uh, just how uh, far off his wife was uh, was by played by Michelle Williams and and the secrets and the actions that she took there. Sure. And then this Deep Water, uh, I always I thought you know we covered Crash on Awesome Movie Year and that was like this kind of like tingy secret sexual do whatever it needs to to take um to get you off but at the same time like there are consequences to these elements in it that reminded me of that and i also mm. picked ruby sparks it's paul dano day here um because he you know basically is trying to create a perfect woman for himself and these two seem to have something perfect but the imperfections continue to mount and tear them apart sure sure all right I will add in there probably an obvious one, but Gone Girl, another Ben Affleck movie with a very unhealthy marriage at the center of it. I also thought of Mr. and Mrs. Smith, just like as a kind of sexy kind of thriller that like features a high profile couple in real life who is the high profile couple in the movie. And so that seems like a little bit of an inspiration for getting these two together into a movie like this. And then, I mean, you know, it, it is what it is, but Adrian Lynn, I mean, just looking at her other stuff. I mean, you kind of got to say that that's That's a man. Adrian Lin's a man, Dave. Adrian Lin's a man? Jesus. I didn't know that. Come on, dog. (laughs) So Adrian (laughs) Lin's other stuff is also, you kind of got to, you got to include that. He was a famed advertising director in like the 60s and 70s, sexy London stuff. And then of course, you know, Flashdance kind of put him, put him over the top. Sure. But, uh, and, and Dave, he's always been a man. So how about that? I did not know that. You just figured I, I his saw name the was name Adrian. and I just I just assumed. I, That's you know. shameful, Dave, in yeah. this day and age that you I would know. do that. Well, actually I did that 20 years ago when I heard the name and never was... decided to do anything more of <laughs> Yeah. You're gross. Oh, oh boy, I'm really uh in some deep water now. Meanwhile, you have a wife to watch Jenny Slate movies with. Yeah. She won't even set me up with one of her pig friends. <laughs> <laughs> Christ. <laughs> Let's move on to X. Uh, Coming to limited release in theaters on March 18th. It's uh, another A24 movie, a horror one from Ty West. Stars Mia Goth and Jenna Ortega and Brittany Snow uh, about an adult film crew that shows up at a uh, farmhouse to film an adult movie, but a uh, the creepy older couple next door starts kind of terrorizing them, it looks like. It looks very weird and meta and uh, tongue-in-cheek about horror movies. What do you think about this? Tongue-in-cheek is a very specific type of adult film, Dave. That's true. Mm-hmm. Aha, uh-huh, you see. Yeah. Um, hey, Dave, tell me about Ty West. Yeah, I know that uh, he's really respected for uh, The House of the Devil is like the big one, but I've never actually seen that. And uh, I also did, I think, a segment on um, uh, the VHS series. So I, I don't know his work, though. I just know that people in the horror community really love him. Well, there you go. I like the idea of uh, pornographers and uh, a desolate farm, you know, uh, having to fight off uh, the creepy couple. And I hope they use their powers of pornography to do it, like hitting people with boners and jizzing them out of their (laughs) brains. You know, maybe they film the creepy couple at some point, you know, so yeah. I hope so. Yeah, what is what's going on with A twenty four? Anything? Any story involving uh, an adult actor? They're taking Red Rocket, obviously, yeah. as a uh, first thing that came to mind. Boogie Nights, we know. And then I picked uh, from the horror side. You know, you could choose any. Like, hey, we ended up in this desolate, you know, area type thing. I went with Texas Chainsaw Massacre because of the new ones out, and that's top of mind. And then um, this whole thing of like. It's cool during the day, but shit goes down at night. Reminded me a little of color out of space. All right. All right. 
Well, yeah, I had Texas Chainsaw Massacre, of course, as well. That's that's a, a definite one you got to include. Uh, I also thought of M. Night Shyamalan's The Visit, where the creepiness and weirdness of old people is uh, pretty much the basis for all the horror. And uh, yeah, I also had Boogie Nights as well. So th- those are my pieces. I think this looks great. It looks fun. And of course, any movie where the message is old people are creepy. And we have to protect ourselves from them with our boners. That's a good movie right there. A weird pitch. Yes. But hey, it's gotten made. That's why A24 and Neon and all these companies are here for, those weird pitches. <laughs> That's why you're the, what did I call you? <laughs> the jizz bucket of them? I don't want to <laughs> know. All right. Let's move on to Windfall that is coming to Netflix on March 18th. This one looks right up your alley. Uh, yeah. It's about a uh, guy who robs this rich couple and kind of keeps them hostage in their house while he's trying to get them to get more money for him. Uh, it stars Lily Collins, Jesse Plemons, and Jason Siegel. I saw the description right there in the description calls it Hitchcockian. So, you know, you get that right off the bat as far as puzzle pieces. But uh, what else do you think about this one? Yeah, I li- I'm, I'm in on this one, man. Um, this whole idea of a robber, if you will, who's gotten in over his head with the per- people that he's robbing reminds yeah. me of one of our uh, wonderful early episodes of Awesome Movie Year that we did on The Ref uh, from 1994. Sure. Uh, I picked this movie called The Whistlers. Do you know this movie? No. I think it was a Romanian movie from a couple of years ago, and it was this weird crime caper that took place on uh, like the Canary Islands. And they they spoke in whistles, and it just felt like this was offbeat like that in an offbeat location. I like that this was kind of one of those offbeat, you know, single locations. And then the last thing is Jesse Plemons at one point says, do you know how hard it is to be a rich white guy right now? Yeah. I I like that they're leading into that. It reminded me of Gordon Gecko in Wall Street. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah, yeah. Jesse Plemons is awesome, and uh, th- that is a great delivery there. And uh, that's the thing I'm most looking forward to with this movie is him. He, he seems like he's really having fun with this. I-, I like those pieces. I also thought of the Coen brothers and just criminals that are just bad at their job. Fargo would probably be the first one I would uh, point to, but uh, that's a theme that runs through a lot of their work. Um, also, A Simple Plan, uh, the Sam Raimi movie. Great movie. Yeah, it's uh, really great, and just that kind of crime-gone-wrong kind of thing. And yeah, this is the kind of movie that I think we always talk about that we you know, wish would get made more, but streaming is kind of the place for it, and so uh, I'm glad we're getting something like that. Did this. you ever see The One I Love, the uh, last movie from the director? I did not. It's supposed to be really cool. Um, I'd yeah. li- I might watch that beforehand, but I got to say, Dave, I'm a little surprised because this is Netflix. And it's one big, gorgeous, sprawling house. And obviously, it deals with relationships. I'm surprised you didn't pick fuck, suck, shit, bag, Malcolm and Marie. There you go. <laughs> fuck, fuck, shit, bag. <laughs> By the way, uh, the one I love, I totally saw. Yeah, I didn't realize it was that movie. Uh, I have seen that, and that's a great movie. I really liked that. Did you forget you saw it because you were too busy thinking of the David Gray song, The One I Love? I was not thinking of the David Grace on the one I love, but uh, yeah, okay. Uh, let, let's move on to the Lost City. Uh, this Hold is on. probably before the... we do that. At least shout out the director. Yeah, uh, Charlie McDowell. There you go. All right, so the Lost City coming to theaters March. Speaking 25th. of fuck, suck, shit bags. <laughs> oh, so this is the bad one, huh? Yeah. Well, I mean, this is about as mainstreamy as they come. I think uh, Sandra Bullock, Shannon Tatum. Daniel Radcliffe and Brad Pitt star in this romantic adventure comedy about a writer of adventure novels who gets caught up in an actual adventure. It looks silly and ridiculous, and uh, I don't know. It, it's it's meta. I like you know I like meta. So I mean, it, it looks very dumb, but it looks so fun. bad. And yeah. all of these actors are talented. Sandra Bullock, we know, has a penchant for comedy, but this looks so far beneath her abilities as a comedic actress. Channing Tatum, what what choices are you making, dude? You you're doing dog and then this. Brad Pitt, I think is just it looks like, yeah, this will be a thing. You know, I don't know what yeah. he's doing. And Daniel Radcliffe again. Um 
I don't know. I have no idea why any of them are doing this. Maybe I'm totally wrong, and this is great, but it looks horrible. There's one point where, like, a car falls off a cliff, and they keep cutting back to Sandra Bullock and Channing Tatum, and they're like, oh, 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 no, say oh a different way. Oh, like, every bump deserves, like, a mugging for the camera and the edit, you know. It looks so bad, dude. And um, if you like it, I'm going to punch you. And I'm not going to tell you where. You know what? If I like it, I'll be happy that I liked a movie, but I will also deserve that punch. So (laughs) there you go. So the first thing that came to mind, exotic location, adventure, people in over their heads was snatched. That uh, that Goldie Hawn and Amy Schumer movie that destroyed both of their careers, you know? Yeah, yeah. And then I thought exotic location, people who are ill-equipped for the adventure but uh, somehow relate to the adventure in, 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 in you know, a meta way like you're talking about. Tropic Thunder, one of the great movies of the last 20 years or 30 years. Oh, absolutely it is. Yeah, I thought you were going to say Romancing the Stone for one of them. Uh, that was which, a great pick. Good job. Yeah, yeah. So, I, you know what? I've actually never seen it. And if I cover this movie, I will make sure to watch it. It's come up on Piecing It Together many times. And I, of course... Uh, seen lots of it in pop culture but i've never actually seen the movie so i gotta watch it one of these days i also thought of galaxy quest uh you know basically anything where you know people that aren't actual adventurers get kind of sucked up into the actual adventure same with three amigos i thought of a little bit uh my last one though i can't believe this is a theatrically released movie it feels so much like red notice uh the netflix movie with ryan reynolds gal gadot and the rock It just seems like the next in the line of those kind of, let's just get a few actors and a nothing script and just put them on green screens and make a movie. I guess, you know, as I've already proven, I don't know anything about anything because I was surprised Uncharted is doing that well. Right. And Red Notice looked horrible to me, but it's the most successful movie ever on uh, Netflix. (laughs) So, I mean, and we know Sandra Bullock before that with Bird Box was uh, one of the most successful movies. So... Yeah, I don't know what's going on, Dave. Yeah, we don't know anything. That's what it. That's, that's what it is. true. That is true. Next up is the Duke. Uh, it's a limited release in theaters on March 25th. Uh, it stars Jim Broadbent as Kempton Bunton, who in real life stole the Duke of Wellington painting from Francisco Goya. And people thought it was some big high-end art thief, but it was actually just this kind of weirdo dude who wanted to do something for fun. And uh, the court case that comes from that and uh, all the fallout. I don't know. It looks like a fun little movie. It does. The Brits always get this stuff right. They do these types of movies better than the Americans, don't they? Yeah. I like the pull quote that calls it perfectly nimble. Mm. <laughs> Delightful. <laughs> yeah. Old guy robs, uh, but it's really doing something for someone else. Uh, going in style. I know they remade it in... Uh, like a few years ago, but I was yeah. thinking of the original one, not the 2017 one with George Burns, Art Carney, and Lee Strasberg, old guys robbing a bank, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, there's obviously a Robin Hood element to this thing. Sure. And you remember that uh, movie, old, The Old Man and the Gun, with uh, with Redford as playing? Sure. Him? Yeah, I never mm-hmm. saw that, but I did see the documentary it was based on, and I, mm-hmm. that was great. So that's kind of the world I'm in. I was also going to recommend a very cool British uh, limited series. I think it's three episodes on Amazon Prime called A A Very English Scandal. Uh, Hugh Grant playing a a politician who takes advantage of people in the system. And uh, there's a whole court sequence that reminded me of, you know, they finally got the star witness against him and, and he really kicks ass on the stand. And that reminded me of this too. Nice. Right on. Well, Speaking of the court sequence, uh, I thought of the Denzel Washington movie Flight, where the guy, you know, technically did something wrong, but it's like impossible to not be on his side during the court case. So I, I thought of that one. I also thought of the uh, Melissa McCarthy comedy drama, Can You Ever Really Forgive Me? Which it, it kind of has that kind of vibe. Yeah. And then kind of an anti puzzle piece in a way, kind of the opposite, but the Thomas Crown affair. I mean, this is the exact opposite of that. So that's a a good piece. I don't think it's an anti piece. It's not called taking it apart. (laughs) It's called breaking it apart. But uh, that's our unpiecing it. Yeah, unpiecing it together. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So next up, 
Everything Everywhere All at Once. Another limited release on March 25th. Uh, another A24 movie. It's Daniels is back. The directors of Swiss Army Man, which was my favorite movie of 2016. Uh, it stars Michelle Yeoh as a woman who can interact with various alternate universes all at the same time to help her in a crazy adventure. It looks absolutely batshit. I cannot wait for this. Oh, this looks dope. Yeah, I'm all in on this one, too. Uh, I mean, I'm sure we both have Spider-Man into the multiverse in there. Sure. Um, yeah. And then this whole idea of her not thinking she has the talents and then having to believe in herself, whatever version of herself that might be. Plus, it's the what world is what is the Matrix, right? Yeah. Um, I also put down uh, some a little more uh, obscure pieces. Did you see Lucky Grandma when that was out maybe a year no. or two ago? About mm-hmm. the old Asian woman who gets in over her head with, like, a debt to the mob and then has to, like, you know, work for them or, you know, rob or whatever. I don't remember exactly what it was, but it kind of felt like that. And lately, I have been enjoying Severance on Apple TV+, Plus, the new show directed by Ben Stiller with, like, Adam Scott and uh, Britt Lauer and, and Walken and Totoro. It's great. And that, mm-hmm. do you know what that's about, Dave? No, I don't. I don't really know anything about it other than Ben Stiller being involved. Yeah, in it's really fun, Patricia Arquette. What they do with that is, uh, if you go work for this corporation, they do a procedure in your brain where they sever your ability to remember where you are if you're not there. So if you're in working during those eight hours, you don't know anything about your outside life, and hmm. if you are then go home. You know everything about your outside life, and you know you work for the corporation, but you don't know anything about the work that you do. Huh. That so, sounds great. Yeah, just this idea of... Mo- it is. You should watch it. Like, you know, playing with the mind, and who's what, and who am I, and all that. Uh, kind of... Uh, this looks fun. I'm in. Awesome. Well, yeah, of course, Spider-Man, the all the multiverse stuff, and all the recent, you know, Marvel things, and I'm sure this is this is almost like an answer to that kind of filmmaking. Uh, the other things I thought of uh, were Darren Aronofsky's The Fountain, um, where a guy is kind of searching in different timelines through through time, trying to save his wife uh, in each of these different versions of of what his life could have been. And Looper, uh, with Bruce Willis and Joseph Gordon-Levitt interacting with one another, him and his younger self, even though that's time-based and it's him and his younger self, they're still, like, interacting and creating big quantum issues between their interactions and all that. So uh, I thought that could be a a fun one here as well. And, of course, The Matrix. Dave, speaking of interacting with one's younger self i think that might come up again later in this episode (laughs) okay (laughs) are you talking about batman no the adam project you said oh i had that as just a mention but not like doing the full thing like we'll just mention that on that well i have batman adam project and drive my car left and i have moonshot but um you yeah, know, I, I we don't just... have to do moonshot. I don't care, but you know. okay, cool. So then we, we'll we'll just move on to the the also mentions because yeah, the Batman Adam Project and Drive My Car. Just because, like I said, I I didn't even watch the trailers for Adam Project and Drive My Car just because I already have tickets, and so I was like, I'm gonna go see them. I might as well just not watch the trailer. So so you decided for your own personal enjoyment that would be better than the quality of the podcast than your listeners' enjoyment. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Because, you know, really, if you watch the Drive My Car trailer, mm-hmm. you know, that, that one minute and 38 second trailer really ruins the three hour Japanese film, Dave. Sometimes it's good to go into a movie without, like, you know, knowing anything about it. I'm fine. I'm just saying it's on the list for this podcast. And I want all of this left in the podcast. <laughs> so I'm going like... to find a way to edit it in. Don't worry. Yeah. So <laughs> go ahead and do whatever you want. The Batman, of course, I've seen the trailer for a hundred times, but we already have an episode scheduled and all that. I didn't think we needed to get into puzzle I mean, pieces. it's Joker, it's Logan. We know that, right? Yeah, you know? there you go. Exactly. And uh, it's Robert Pattinson, so I cannot wait. Yeah, but the, the, I know. The other... You're the only one who's going to be happy that it's three hours long. The rest of us are like, can this just be two <laughs> hours and 15 minutes? And you're like, 45 extra minutes of Pattinson. I'm a Pattinson jizz bucket. Glee! And A24 is going to be like, wow, you're an A24 jizz bucket. <laughs> Uh, they must love that that's what I call myself now. <laughs> so the other two were movies that I, I just didn't, 
I figured I made it this far. I haven't watched the trailer. I just didn't want to watch the trailer. So because I already have tickets for them. Yeah, uh, the you don't Adam care Project, about anybody else. You care about yourself. If they want to watch it. the trailer and let me know what puzzle you pieces. You put it in the email that said, hey, we're going to talk about these. So watch the fucking trailer, Dave. I, 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 I literally put in parentheses, I have a ticket for so I kind of wanted to go in blind so I didn't want to watch the trailer. That's what Yeah, I but uh, you still owe it to your audience. What All these you? All these sweaty slobs who keep listening to you on piecing it together. I did the work for these sweaty slobs and you refused to. All right. Why don't you tell us what The Adam Project and Drive My Car are? All right. The Adam Project was the movie I was referring to about younger self, older self. It looks like, uh, you know, Star-Lord from Guardians of the Galaxy comes back and finds his younger self and is like, hey, you're going to help me reset the universe or whatever, you know? And uh, it had, I mean, Guardians of the Galaxy, Terminator. And it also had that kind of like fun, whimsical 80s, you know, Stranger Things, which is not from the 80s, but references that time. And E.T. type of feel. So it looks really awesome. It's from the same team that brought you Free Guy. All right. So, uh, and then Drive My Car, which of course is a big Oscar nominee and uh, is, everybody loves this movie. Yes. We're finally going to get to see it soon. As I said, Dave was too lazy to watch a one minute trailer on a three hour movie because he didn't want to give you the satisfaction. I've heard so much about it. What do I need? I was, by the way, back to the Batman. uh, Who isn't going to see the Batman? When they came out with a second trailer, I was like, why? Like, what, what do we need a second two and a half minute trailer for yeah just shave off 45 minutes of the movie instead uh drive my car even with watching it i haven't i i have specifically like tried to not read about it i did watch the trailer because i care about you slobs and uh sweaty or not but um you know it seems like as far as i can tell uh, this woman dies And then these other people die. And then all these people are sad that these people died. And they somehow connect for a a festival to celebrate these dead people. And one person has to teach a person to drive a car. So that's a driving Miss Daisy thing. But then there was this whole idea of like loss and they're supposed to be sad. And they get over the sadness by experiencing life in different relationships. And that totally brought to mind up. So Mm. you're welcome. Once again, I save your stupid podcast. Thank you, Jason. <laughs> and uh, I, I look forward to watching that movie, and uh, we'll see how it does at the Oscars at the end of the month. I know people are really rooting for it. Yeah, that's on HBO Max like next week, right? Yeah. yeah I hope it wins. Knocks these fuck sucks off their perch. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> these fuck sucks. <laughs> Jason, uh, I think that does it for this month. Yeah, I've uh, been really aggressive. Yeah, yeah, I'm 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 shaking over here, but yeah. uh, it, it was uh, part of it is your fault. Yeah, part of it is Gina's fault. It's all my fault, really. No, part of it's that. Gina's fault. Yeah, it's true too. Yeah. All right, Jason, tell people what's going on on Awesome Movie Year. Dave, it is uh, coming down to the wire on our tenth season, which was a retrospective of movies we missed when we were covering other seasons in Awesome Movie Year. So we still have some fun stuff being released for you. Your pick, The Crow, was a really fun episode, I think. If not the best movie, was a fun episode. What else is coming out that season, Dave? I don't know what else we've recorded, but we've recorded other stuff for it, didn't we? Ghost Dog. That episode is probably out by the time this thing has dropped. And uh, word is is bond, Ghost Dog. That's right. That's right. What What a movie. That movie is just so damn good. I love that movie, Dave. And then uh, right after that, we're getting into season 11, and that will be exciting. It is going to be a good one. Absolutely. Well, Jason, do you want to tell people what you got going on with your comedy? You've been doing a lot of shows lately. I have been doing a lot of shows. Uh, I try to post about them on Jason Harris Comedy on any or Jay Harris Comedy on any of the socials. Find me on there. Just uh, DM me. But um, I've been doing a lot in Las Vegas and uh, hopefully beyond coming up soon. I also have a play uh, that is debuting on March 6th that I wrote and uh, am acting in. And that is going to be part of the Virtual Arts New Playwrights Festival. And why wouldn't they pick me when I use the term jizz bucket so much and (laughs) fuck suck and sweaty slob? Uh, So, uh, Dave, maybe we can put a link up on, uh, you know, the puzzle pieces group or on the notes on this where people can find it. 
If I, I don't know if it's free. I think it might be free, but they might want a donation. But uh, I think it's fun. I'll tell you the title of the play. It's called uh, Sandwiches, Suicide, and Hulu. I like it. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I'm looking forward to seeing that, and definitely we'll put a link in the show notes and all that. And uh, as always, Jason, thanks so much for being here. Dave, you stink. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Can you hear us? Hello. Hello, listeners of the verse. If you're hearing this, we're already dead. What are you talking about, Norm? Wait, Emilia. We're not telling them we're dead? No. no. Aww. Don't worry, Norm. With you at the helm, I'm sure the news of Artemis is right around the corner. Why are we here? We are breaking into your social media feed to tell you all about our podcast, The Verse. Lucas, tell them about it. The Verse covers pop culture, movies, TV, and your favorite cinematic universes. That's where we got our name from. Cinematic Universe? Verse? Get it? We're The Verse. Yes, yes, Bridget. I understand. Now, can we get this moving along? I have a Daphne's to assemble. On The Verse, four human hosts and one annoying robot sidekick. I heard that. Bring a fresh approach and insights to the entertainment you love most. Four hosts with four unique perspectives. Oh yeah, and then there's Cronsworth. Thank you so much for that rousing introduction. On The Verse, we also discuss the movies and the shows of Marvel, Star Wars, DC, and more. We cover so much, it's shocking that these humans can even keep up. We think The Verse is something you need to add to your podcast library. Oh yeah, and one more important thing. We've been to the future. And we have a message for you. We do get better. Yeah, we recommend you listen from the first episode. They're really great and get even better. So much better. In the earlier episodes, they haven't even had the pleasure of meeting me yet. And somehow, against all odds, they still remain quite entertaining. Shut Shut up, Cronsworth! If I were them, I'd watch my tone. I'm just about done assembling my death laser. Find us on Twitter at TheVerseCast, and also all your favorite podcast locations. Just search for The Verse and look for the big glowing V logo. Welcome Welcome to to The the Verse. Verse! All right, so I hope you enjoyed that conversation about some of the movies coming out in March of 2022. whole lot of movies to look forward to, and we will see. Maybe we will actually cover some of those with full episodes, and maybe you are listening and would like to join me for one of those episodes. If you're out there and you enjoy what we do here with the whole puzzle pieces thing and you'd like to maybe guest on a future episode of Piecing It Together, get in touch. You can do that through our website, piecingpod.com, or, of course, on social media at piecingpod. I'm on Twitter all the time. Also, our Facebook group, Popcorn and Puzzle Pieces. I'd love to hear from you. Always looking for new guests to join me here. And, of course, if you like what we do here on the show, rate and review us. That is very helpful if you could do that. A little five-star review goes a long way in making sure the show gets seen and all the charts and all that stuff and uh, more new listeners come and we get to make lots more podcasts talking about more movies. So, uh, yes, please do that and make sure you're subscribed while you're at it. Also check out Awesome Movie Year while you're at it. And uh, yeah, that, uh, that about does it for this episode. I told you guys on the last one that uh, I would close out whatever the next episode is uh, with a preview of a track from my next album because I've been working on a lot of music for this new album. And so I'm going to do that right now. Um, I don't know if this song's 100% finished, but it's pretty damn close. We're... We're getting there, Um, and I'm working on a lot of songs all at the same time right now. I keep jumping back and forth between them. It's kind of making my head spin, to be honest, but uh, some really good stuff coming, and this track uh, I'm really enjoying at the moment. It's called Brick by Brick. Uh, It will be on whatever my next album is. Uh, I don't know when that will be, but... If you keep listening to the show, keep following me on social media, I'm sure I'll let you know when there is a new album to listen to. But I hope you enjoyed this track, and we will be back with more Piecing It Together real soon.
an All Points West production, produced by David Rosen in Las Vegas.